Cheers. How are you feeling? Good morning, Dustin. <laughs> I'm okay. What's going on? Um, yeah, been a little bit under the weather this week, but not too bad today. Back at work. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, how are you? Better. I think better. Last week was pretty stressful. This week's mm. better, less stressful, I think. We should clap real quick. Yeah, let's do that. Three, two, one. Spike. Spike. Mill update is I have been using it. It sounds fine. Aside from my weird measurement, re-measuring all the tools, seems to be the only thing that was really off, which is shocking. Theory on Discord was that a coupler of the Z potentially just moved a little bit. Yep. Which I barely understand, but I, I sure that makes sense to me. I'm mm-hmm. mostly fine. The update otherwise would be if you have as I PSA'd last time, they have now fixed that Fanuc and Mensur and all those other posts. So you can download it and re-set up yours. I also believe, especially because of this, I will never stream a post from Fusion. I know everything's cloud-based and they're kind of pushing that, but I'm not going to allow it to stream my post. I want to know what's changing. I don't know about post-streaming. Is that what it sounds like? I think it just kind of constantly updates in the background on its own and i don't like that idea (laughs) Uh, pros and and cons perhaps had a couple other people with that no have more experience for saying the same and so maybe an idea for some not for me i'm not doing that Uh, yeah nick lanaski helped me out over the weekend didn't have to do it but he offered to reset up my post so thanks nick it's also got a few new features in it which is kind of cool i can now like change where the table ends up which is great. It doesn't go into a back <laughs> corner anymore. Yeah, and that little feature for me. So it's been great. I made some parts. I had my palette was kind of messed up. I had a little uh, floor stock to leave on where the vertical parts go in. And that couple thou made it so that the parts didn't sit in there square. And so I had to like uh, take it apart and remachine that with a new end mill. And now it cuts great. We did the whole first one and done operation at the end of the day yesterday. So today I'm going to be running those parts all day, hopefully. And awesome. Much better results good. than last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad yeah. I recovered from that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Jeez. Could have ended very differently, I imagine. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that on the way in today, too. I still have this kind of continual thought of like what if it wasn't what if it was 10 grand 15 grand to replace the spindle and it wasn't my mm. fault like it wasn't our fault if it's the software <laughs> post like where do i go with that like kind of a salty a relationship question. situation with fusion you know yeah 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 because yeah. like all those posts are <clears throat> effectively free right yeah which i think is kind of a new thing i don't know well enough but i think that they're offering them and you're not creating your own post is somewhat of a new thing that mm. often you have to get it from like your service provider or it's not the software providing it. I don't, I don't think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on that, but makes me question it. Never really thought about it before. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you don't have to think about it for a while. Yeah. No kidding. Mm. Cool. Awesome. Well, off into production land. Great. Right. Yeah. No kidding. What are the updates on the new products then? Just chipping away. 
hoping next week I will be, which I I don't want to continue to say this, but and not do it. But sure. assuming nothing else goes wrong, uh, I should have all the parts I need mated. And the the real kind of caveat will be I want to make a video. I think it's going to take a video to kind of describe it. Hmm. Been a cool. much better week since we talked last time for me. How about you? Very good. Well, it sounds like we both had a meltdown on Thursday night. Oh, God. I also I also fell in a hole. It was just a series of events. I think I mentioned yeah. on the podcast last week that I was doing some modifications to the office. Yeah. And wanting to make it a bit more functional yeah. and private and just nicer for mm-hmm. people who spend a lot of time in it. And... So I, I'd sort of hinted a few things on Slack that I was working on a little office pod prototype design and during the week. And then on Thursday at the staff meeting, I sort of showed people the floor plan of what I was thinking and asked, you know, asked for sort of quick feedback within the meeting and then was planning to spend sort of the weekend or as much time as I could spare on the weekend sort of coming into the workshop and sort of building yeah. this concept or prototyping it at least. Anyway, to to their credit, at the end of the day, a couple of staff and like I suspect quite a few of them were like, "Wait up, but can we just have a bit more time to think about this? Maybe don't don't build this like this weekend. <laughs> we don't feel like we've had enough input." Oh uh, yeah, sure. Which is totally fair enough because I had just you know I was doing the classic gem. Oh hey Hunter, Hunter uh, is knocking over my vacuum. Gutter ball though, hey, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> I was doing the classic gem thing of like keeping it close to my chest and like we don't have time or budget to be working on this on the clock. I'll just smash it out over the weekend. Yeah. Trying to make it better for people, blah, blah, blah. Like, and so, you know, when they sort of propose this alternative direction, it really sent me for a bit of a spin on Thursday night because I think it wasn't so much about the fact that they'd said no or that I couldn't make the desks that weekend. It was sort of, it brought, kind of really brought it home, like a number of things that have sort of made me aware of my sort of, in all my delegation, giving people these roles and responsibilities and key key sort of quadrants of the business. It's really made me aware of sort of my lack or the, I'm not going to say the total lack, but like the less agency Sure. I have of like whether it's deciding what we're going to buy and when we're going to buy it or what we're going to quote or how we do things in production, all those elements, which are really positive changes. But like I'm I'm struggling with that lack of <laughs> decision making. So, yeah, I had a pretty rough night on Thursday night, kind of just, yeah, I suppose reflecting on that and just, you know, I think I said last week on the podcast, I'm something to the effect of like, yeah, I'm pretty useless now and it's great. And then thinking about that later, I'm like, it's not great. Like I don't feel great about that a lot of the time. And, but I have a sense that I should feel great about that. So that's been an interesting challenge to try and digest over the last few days. Yeah. So I don't know. Is it, was it, if I had to like back, uh, not Mm. that it matters, I suppose, but probably in that, in your process of, the last however many years of running a business that whenever you're kind of ready to roll into making something, you just can do it. And it doesn't necessarily need a second opinion. And it's not even about probably that. It's about that that was your new project 
and you felt you were doing your old mental process of like, yep, we're going to get this done. But then it struck the chord of like, oh, wait, yeah. So that project I thought I had, I don't have that anymore to, to attach to and to fulfill. And yeah. I could see how that yeah could be yeah, striking. Yeah, I think a part of it, part of it is about fulfillment yeah. and feeling productive and useful, you know, <laughs> like oh, contributing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So hmm. having that sort of shut down and very, you know, very validly shut down, I think, but still having that shut down just, yeah, really struck a, struck a chord. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. No, no. That's why we're here. Otherwise, pretty weird week. Got sick, had a public holiday, so I've really only had a couple of days of work and I've just felt ill and truly behind. Josh is finishing up his semester at uni, so he's less available at the moment. So I've been Mm -hmm. covering his fusion detailing or a big chunk of fusion detailing and also just because of how slow sales have been this last month i've sort of been jumping on a little bit more on the Mm -hmm. quoting bandwagon to just try and help aaron and lift our sales for october so yeah kind of feeling behind and scattered spread too thin um and not doing a very good job of what i think i'm supposed to be doing which is leading this business so yeah challenging week all round but yeah try and reset and crack on sure that's not i mean i don't think it these kind of like lessons you can't just like slap yourself and say buck up and you know just do it because it's like Mm. i feel like we're pretty pretty similar in that like we're driven by like a passion or some desire to work on something in some fashion so when you're not passionate about it i mean i'm not passionate about it i I procrastinate. First of all, I like don't work on it. I put it off till the end. I'm usually not very like if it's just a repeated string of things I don't like to work on. It probably affects my mood pretty strongly and I get terse and probably Mm. make mistakes. So I I don't know. I don't know how you can just at least you have the business coach that maybe has some more insight than I do. But it feels feels like you've got to find something that is yours that I keep coming back to the, like in that NYCNC tour, he talks to, I don't remember his name, but the, his handle on Instagram is inventor captain, which is the owner, Uh, co-owner, co-founder of now Penta. I think about him a lot with you. And maybe that's like also my dream position is he used to be like the CEO and he's like, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm just going to make stuff. And he like started working on his new project is making the five axis mill, you know, their new one. So hmm. it's like, that's my dream scenario. If I can get to there, have people to make the decisions that are hard and I don't understand as well as I should. And, and then I get to do what I feel passionate about is like potentially making something good. And yeah, yeah, totally. I can relate to that. And yeah, I think, I think just a couple of factors, but I think because I have been spreading myself a bit too thin what I thought I was sinking my teeth into in terms of sort of creating product videos and pushing that side of the, which is work I enjoy and mm-hmm. can get passionate about, I think, because, uh, yeah, I've been doing too many disparate things. I feel like I'm not doing very well at any of them and therefore yeah. Like the, yeah. the, pa- the passion level drops off for all of it. So, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like I'm pretty good on that, like what you're saying, handling a lot of different things, juggling a lot of things. Mm. And then when I think the number for me is when three things go wrong, pretty close together, I have a pretty strong, um, I get real frustrated, like 
It's like, I, there's like this, it's three or four. I don't know what it is, but it's like, <laughs> we can juggle all these things. I can do the shipping. That's fine. You know, like customer support, but it's, I hit three problems in a row and I'm like, Ooh, and I'm sure other people are like that, but it like really throws me for a bit. Yep. Well, they compound on each other too. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Once Definitely. one thing starts stacking on top of another problem and then you get that magic third, it's like... <laughs> It's too much. I'm done. Too much for our little brains. <laughs> Walking away. Can I go? Often I'll go, all right, now time to go sweep some stuff. Yeah, yeah. I need simpler <laughs> tasks. Keeping in denial. <laughs> Splash. What can I organize? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. In, in terms of my shiny uh, video world distracting distractions and not having fever dreams about editing, I discovered a new editing package this week. <laughs> so I'd, I'd kind of I'd heard the name of it, I never knew mm-hmm. really what it was, and then I watched a YouTube video that just sold me in about five minutes on downloading DaVinci Resolve. Yeah, and uh, giving that a whirl. Have you ever played with that? No, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. I'm apparently mm. too content with my final cut to. Strike out. You're in Final Cut. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy in the video I watched was saying that Final Cut was sort of his second second best mm-hmm. after Da Vinci. Just talking about how sort of Premiere hasn't really evolved much over the years. Anyway, I get downloaded it, gave it a go. It's good. Spent a few evenings on the couch just fiddling with it, trying to wrap my head around the tools, but it seems really good. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting in and editing some videos in that. Is there something that you're dissatisfied with in Final Cut or not, uh, in Premiere and Prem? No, not specifically. I find the workflow a little bit clunky, but I've always just put that down to not doing enough hours yeah. to really get my, get my fusion hands. No, <laughs> to get hands. my, you know, like cat hands flowing in there. Um, but no, it's pretty good. I do love a shiny new toy. Can't help myself. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we talked about it previously, but it is astounding. I've been using Final Cut since, what, 2015 or so? And, yep. you know, not every day. It's not something crazy like that. I'm decently quick at it. I know some of the keyboard shortcuts. But there's something to be said for how quickly Discord, or sorry, the wrong thing, how quickly Descript worked into my brain. And I can just, like, edit, like, mm. a flash. I mean, it's very weak in terms of feature capability compared to those other softwares, but... Man, the speed. I, there's something also I love about how you just kind of dump files into it and then not worry about them. Like I don't, mm. I have a different relationship. My friend Joe and I have been talking about how to deal with files related to video mm. editing because oh it is, you know, if you want to back it up, it's giant files. Yeah. Like, do you put it in a cloud? Do you ingest them into the bundle? Do you not? You know, when you move the bundles for with Final Cut, it sometimes disassociates the links to the videos and then... So it's, it's, it is, frankly, I find, I know what you mean that like, especially for any type of short form video, it's typically just better if I just edit it on my phone. Like I'll use this yeah. app called CapCut, which is made by TikTok, yep. I think. And it's so fast to make videos because you don't have to like mess around with like, I need to create a library and then a, an event <laughs> and what format is it? And it's like, you just start editing. You just do it. Instantly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Descript has similarities with that, I guess, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Feature set, like the transcription stuff, and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. What are you looking forward to in DaVinci? I haven't opened it or tried it really. I just like the the way the sort of the interface is set up in terms of how you roll through the processes. 
it's kind of got different, clearly defined different workspaces for each stage of rough cutting and editing. It's kind of got a mm. built-in After Effects. It's got a built-in audio workstation. Seems quite feature-rich and deep. Like add a bit of a, you know, when you open Rhino and there's a million buttons and you can, there's just, you know, thousands of commands at your disposal. I had a little bit of a sense of that, of like, oh, this is a really deep, rich program. I'm only going to use 1% of it, but that 1% mm-hmm. is also quite available and present and seems quite intuitive to just pick up and go. So, yeah, see how that goes. Give it a whirl. Yeah, You've been shopping cool. for bro- Brother Speedios. <laughs> no, it came from Saunders's video. He was oh, talking really? to the brother salesperson, and they were talking about, which I, you know, it's a sales, every machine company has their sales pitches. But, you know, I've heard a lot about Brother Speedios being good machines. And they're incredibly fast as their top mm. top perk, it seems like. They're very small footprint, and they're very fast. And in particular, they use, I believe, BT30 spindle taper, mm-hmm. which is essentially the same thing as an ISO 30 router spindle. Yeah. So they're very small. And yeah. part of their pitch on that is the inertial startup, start, you know, start and stop is very quick, and it has a lot yeah. less mass. So... I mean, they're kind of making a party out of it, I feel like, where it's like now they're saying, oh, well, all that energy is not spent. But also they have this crazy thing that I've now found out that more machine companies, machine tool builders are using, which is like KERS, which is basically what like a Prius uses, kinetic energy recovery. So it's like how you brake when you're slowing down an electric vehicle. But they're doing that with this. They're doing that with the spindle when it spools down. They're catching Mm. the energy so that they can spin it back up again with it. And so it saves a crazy amount of energy. I guess somebody was saying that this is common with other machine tool builders, but that was the first time I'd heard about it in that tour. So that was pretty cool. Super cool. Are they doing it with the the motion drives as well or just the spindle? I think it's just the spindle. I'm not really sure. Okay. They have a bunch of pitches on their site about how versus a Cat 40 machine, Cat 40 taper, how much energy you're saving with a brother mm. Speedio versus because of some of that's the how they've designed everything and like their crazy spinning ATC yeah. wheel thing is all right there. So it doesn't, I don't know. It does make, I mean, yeah, fantastic energy recovery is cool. And it makes some sense in time, like the context of those machines. Like you see those photos of like the farms of them, like just rows on rows on rows of brothers yeah, pumping out iPhone cases or whatever they're making it makes sense that any little bit of energy recovery would be valuable in that context do you feel the cost of electricity in your shop the biggest suck of energy that i notice is if we're running our hold vacuums a lot if Hmm. we're running jobs that just require them all day every day for weeks that will drive it up we've frankly ashamedly not run the mill enough to know whether it's really throwing a lot of energy cost at us but it should i mean it it's a giant it's a hundred amp breaker for that thing it's it is three phase so i guess it's a little bit more efficient but yeah if that thing's running all day we'll see it but it won't be significant enough that it'll offset what it's what its value is making by any means no way not much of a change frankly it's crazy i wonder why it's so high amperage can't imagine it you know, it's that like safety that. factor of yeah, of course. Like it's only yeah. sixty or seventy or something like that, and then they switch it up for yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. On the brother Speedio thought, uh, listening to the bomb 
the last couple of weeks with Saunders giving Grimsmo shit about <laughs> like cutting, <laughs> cutting, uh, what is it? What is it? stuff called? Paper, paper, rich light. Yeah, I cannot, yeah. every time this comes up, I'm like, what the hell is going on? I would never do that. That makes me so uncomfortable to run like wood type epoxy stuff mm. in a hundred fifty thousand dollar machine with coolant like i get his concept of like it's capturing the dust but like saunders was saying everybody else just sucks it up in a vacuum you know like a dust collection mm. system on a ten thousand dollar router like <laughs> it makes me so uncomfortable it's really funny i did i was entertained slash made uncomfortable by like <laughs> The kind of the return to Saunders laying into Grimsmo. Like, I remember, like, years ago, there was a period there where it was just like really heavy handed yeah. with it. Yeah. And I, I think to the point where the audience were like, hey, guys, just you need to turn, yeah. us, turn, us, turn us down a little bit. Mommy and Daddy are fighting too much. Yeah, look, it's, it's pretty weird, but I, I understand his perspective of like, look, I've got this machine. I need to make this part now. Yeah. I don't have, my, I've got my router coming. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm into it. What I mean, I'm really into the idea. Coolant? Yeah. Yeah. A lot. I am going to need some type of chip management. I don't know if it's mm. going to be a full chip conveyor. That's going to require us to like break out the side of the room where we've built in it and like put the chip conveyor through the wall. If we need that, but like if we're running parts for these, these, you know, I totally would be for some type of system like he's thinking of where it's like a paper van and it just like falls on that and then off onto a bit. You know, the problem is dealing with all the coolant and that's what those conveyors are so good mm. with is like they create a place for it to track back in. And but yeah, ours is so what do you do? horrible. It is. I mean, I feel what? like nobody thinks this through, but like the chips come out of a little waterfall into a bin and immediately stack yeah. up to the point where they never leave. There's probably 10 times the volume in the on each bin side that can be filled mm. up, but they never go out farther. They just like come out, fall into a pile, and then stack back up into the into the waterfall oh, really? that goes out Is the back. They're so, they're so grippy. They don't kind of self doesn't something like, yeah self manage itself into a pile. Like, the, what's required, though? Can you just shake the bin every five minutes? Yeah. Like what? I mean, we're talking about, like, roughing. So I have a, the pallet I made, right? It makes, it roughs two parts. I'm from, like, mm. minimal overage in the stock. Roughs two, two risers, you know, cuts the center out. It cuts the side yeah. minimally off of two. But then, it, you know, the second op takes off the top. And that's really it. Basically, every cycle, it will stack up that. Every time we'd have to go yeah, back and wow. move it out of the way. It's just really bad. And I, I feel like somebody told me that often, well, anyway, with the YCM, they basically just like, well, we have these coolant tanks. It should fit behind this machine. Do you want this one? And it's like not designed for it really, apparently. And which totally okay. makes sense because it is terrible. <laughs> Maybe also it's like planned obsolescence of like, we just expect you're going to get a conveyor. And we don't put much thought mm. in these little chip bins for that reason. I don't know. Mm. Interesting. So, like, yeah, I suppose I look at that part, but you're you're pocketing out that full, like, all of that yeah. center just gets turned into chips, right? Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. like router logic where you cut that. You don't just slot out and have a little slug of <laughs> aluminium left. Let's try it. <laughs> uh, I lifted one out. I put the wrong end mill in my rougher yesterday. It was a higher helix. Yeah. 
and it lifted out and shifted it out. It's like, oh no, something else happened. And luckily it just like broke that end mill and I fixed it. But Mm. no, and I've learned a little bit about like people talking about making smaller, more compact chips. Totally makes sense. It fills up the area so much less. Your bins that you put Mm. them in are so much less. They're heavier, like... So I'll I'll probably hopefully get into optimizing that stuff a little bit better, but mm. I don't know. I'll take it for cool. right now. If I can make a lot of chips, I'll be happy. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, cool. New challenges. Very cool. Are you still thinking about making a video of your one year anniversary of the pencil sharpener? Yeah, I would like to. That date is slipping away from me, but yeah, it's on the list. Sure. Would like to get into that. Mm. That sounds like a good passion, passion project to bring your... Your spirits up. <laughs> Go spend a week. What's happening in the shop today? Is Ricky there? Ricky is here. He's he's kind of, we've been working on upgrading our, we've never had to do this yet because for the longest time I shipped all the calendar stuff. It's very cyclical around this time of year. But now that we have changes with that we're selling CNC products, Ricky's slowly turning into the one that manages those things, how to, you know, making them and keeping them stuff in stock. And I order stuff and he makes it. And so we're basically borrowing some of Pearson's logic with his like work order boards and mm, cool using Kanban cards, probably to like think about reordering or re reordering from ourselves, right? Like work processing of, oh, we're getting low on dust boots. Like we need to make more because we've hit this level. Because for now, it's just been like, hey, you think I should make some more? And I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's getting a little too a little too tedious now because it's like happening frequently yeah. enough. Berkey's <laughs> been working on that. He's always organizing things better. And um, cool. we are about to do that aluminum job that I keep talking about on the router. Mm, I right. will be testing that probably by tomorrow and then running the whole thing. We've made like... We didn't have an MQL, like a minimum, a miss set up for the router previous. So we like 3D printed a little thing for the container to sit on the side of the mill or the router and got the plumbing for the wire or for the air all the way to it. So that's basically set up. Sweet. Going to try out thread milling. I got the thread mill, which is nice. Still a little bit terrifying, but you're going to practice in timber, right? Oh, that's a good idea. I probably should. Yeah, do it. Yeah, because I bet you can not break them far easier. Mm. <laughs> you can do. You can get the entry and exit wrong and just like drag the tool up through the just cut and it it doesn't care. <laughs> oh God, man! I it is. I am getting less and less scared every time I form tap something on the mill. But since it was like <laughs> op four of the pallet hadn't done it before, it's taller. But once it did yeah. one, and I just the second one, I was just like, oh, that's so satisfying. It just <laughs> smashing its way through <laughs> aluminum. They're so clean afterwards. Awesome. Do you edge break after tapping? Dude, Shuffle. I don't I need to I need need to look into this. I have been. I don't know if that's messing up the threads or not. Hmm. Wow, do they take a bolt? Okay. Most of the time, yeah. Most I had a little bit <laughs> a little bit I don't know like how deep to go. I've been doing like a five thou mm. edge break on those because it does make a little bit of a burr. And yeah. I just don't know I'm, like if I go too far, am I am I making it hard to start the thread? I don't know. Maybe you need to do it twice. Maybe, like before and after. Before the tap mm. and after. Mm. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah. What's up with you? How, what are you all up to? We've got a lean day today, shop improvement day, uh-huh. which will be primarily just an effort to tidy up and get organized for our studio sale on the weekend. What are you, what are you leaning? <laughs> leaning. <laughs> We're trying to sell off all our sort of prototypes and display shelves and stuff, clearing out old stuff, make room for new things. And... So the guys will be focused on getting all of that ready and just getting the workshop a little bit ship shape to have a whole bunch ship-shape. of people in here. Do you make everybody safe wear safety glasses? Nah, not on a weekend Cause it, cause studio. Because it's, it's not day, running, no. yeah. yeah. No, we won't be running anything. It's kind of tempting also, to have the pencil sharpener like sitting there in ooh. demo mode running apart, but then it'll we'll crash. See. see, yes, and then it'll crash and break a tool and... Also, maybe that's um, just my American sensibility of like everybody will sue you all the time. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> the culture's a little a little bit different here. <laughs> so yeah, getting rid of that, I've got. Uh, I should probably not do any fun stuff and just focus on some fusion drawings that I'm behind on. Mm. And Josh will be in, so he'll probably be in Fusion Land as well. So we might just do that together. And just really, just getting some couple of big jobs just ready for the end of the year. Like, I feel like we're very much thinking about the Christmas shutdown, which is only a week and a half for us, but, like, yeah, just making sure that we're ready. Like, there's definitely a sense, I don't know whether this is different for you, but there's definitely a sense here because Christmas is a summer holiday. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. Like, everything. Blow my mind. Everything just stops. (sighs) Everything stops. So even if we only close for a one or two weeks, there's like there's a real sense from customers of like, oh, but I need my thing before Christmas. It's like, do you? Why? <laughs> what, what? What? Yeah, perhaps mm. unfair, but I think there's a false sense of like, no, it's got to be done before Christmas. And so like, we're trying to get better at pushing back and going, does it really? Like, let's just do it in yeah. January when everyone's a bit more relaxed and we've got more capacity. And so just trying to schedule out all that work and quote new jobs and make sure that they fall in the right time, et cetera. But Sarah, and Sarah's been building out some new tools in Airtable, some new views, which allow us to see like week by week our... Mm. production schedule and month by month and kind of look at it and go, right, well, November's looking quiet, but December's looking too full. What can we move around? And that's been cool. Sure. Yeah, that sounds nice. Um, Yeah. Kind of, yeah, running into the end of the year. Just crazy. I think my mind is still reeling that your Christmas is summer. (laughs) Like, that is... Summer. Especially coming from being a Midwesterner in the United States, it's like zero degrees and winter and zero Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah. Terrible blizzards. And and it is an interesting situation of like, it is frankly, both for the scale of commercialism that happens with increased shipments, but also the weather gets so bad that shipments often don't get there because they just can't. Yeah, so that's part of what I'm like, whoa, summer. Holy crap. Yeah, that's an interesting, I have a terrible time planning for that kind of thing we did have the thought that there could be a scenario where people are trying to get an order in because of end of year expensability of you know the things we're selling with the cnc stuff now i'm not sure if that actually feel like we're not financing machine tools but i'll take advantage of that if i can yeah absolutely yeah because your financial year is calendar year isn't it Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and most most i would say most small businesses are that way if i had to guess yeah 
here. Yeah, cool. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I did figure out a, a saying, pretty sure we figured it out, which is frankly just really silly. But both of our Perusas <laughs> have had issues printing. We've had yes. gobs of Y axis crashes as it deems them. So it like thinks there's a problem and it homes itself again, basically. It's, it feels friction oh, and no. something's wrong. We have spent, I've said this before, weeks off and on chatting with support from Perusa. And they have tried to help us, but in no time did anybody say, hey, do you have this in an enclosure? Which I don't blame them for. I don't blame them for this. We didn't bring it up either. Yeah, yeah. And we have technically two different enclosures. One is larger than the other. The top one is always where the crashes happen. We've always thought enclosure better, keeps the the temperature stable, dust out. Turns out, I just Googled it last week. Other people have this problem, too, because it gets too hot. Just too hot. So we leave the door open, and they are flawless prints. No more crashes. (laughs) Ridiculous. We've had six or eight since then. Right? You had it here. Don't overheat your Perusa, I guess. Like somebody was saying, maybe it's a bad, you know. um, Set it free. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's been... Great that it's working again. They're not broken, I guess. They're fine. Great. Um, they're both working now. Yeah. They're, yeah, we have them <laughs> both printing awesome. at the same time. They probably can see them back here, but we printed tool tag towers. Somebody ordered a couple and we print and Cute. ship them for people. And had some trouble with that too. They were warping and we put some glue down. That finally fixed that. But like, uh-huh. yeah, the dust boots, we'd have giant shifts open the door that's mm. fine so satisfying but also like god what that was it <laughs> awesome oh i'm glad you found it that's great mm-hmm. so can you just set up a simple little ventilation route so you can keep yeah. it dust free that's like what i want to do PC yeah. fan with a filter and just keep some air moving through it it's kind of what i was thinking to do i don't know what the mm. level of heat is but it's definitely hot like we put an acrylic scrap piece on the door on the front of the top one and it warps the yep. door out while it's hot and then it closes oh, itself really? when it's not so it's definitely hot in okay. there but it, at no time did the machine go hey it's too hot for me it's just like mm. instead i'm just gonna think i crashed all the time anyway cool just me Thank i guess nice <laughs> <laughs> so the only other thing i have we have a few new patreon members which we appreciate um Yay. I feel remiss after listening back and I had a couple comments that we didn't really mention there's other tiers. So we have tiers from $2, $5, $10, and $25, all with differing levels of benefit. Five, Please 10, US 20. dollars, everyone. Yeah, sorry. US dollars. Gem will now convert off live. Yeah. <laughs> Two, five, and 10 US dollars equates to roughly three, seven, and 15 Australian dollars. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Thanks, Don. Uh, you're welcome. Um, yeah. So, yeah, those are not the only levels. I was just trying to espouse the ones that were my favorite last time. And somebody was like, I don't know if I can go that high. And I was like, yeah, oh, no, we have whatever you can give. That's cool. So you can go check it out the link and you can see those, what the benefits are and and such. Awesome. Thank you, news Patreons. Patrons? Patrons? Excuse me? <laughs> you what? I was trying to make a word, but it didn't really work. Wonderful. Apparently, my audio doesn't work again. What's is that? Me? What's happening? Oh my god! You? That's you. Oh my god! You're done. I'm just typing P's. Apparently, it's revolting. Maybe I. Uh, okay. <laughs> run away. Okay. That's all this I got. I want to make some away. parts. 
Yeah, could do it. Feel better, man. Both emotionally and uh, find a passion project. Thank you. I'll make a video that. or something. Make a new product. <laughs> just been getting some more sleep in the meantime. Good. It's been good. Sleep's good. Sleep's yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Cool. Well, happy milling. Go make Thank some you. chips. Fill some beans. Yeah. I'll see you next week. Fill some beans. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>